dancing on the beat, that's my forte. Making sure we all eat, that's my forte. Never took a hell, don't give a fuck what the score say. Yo, we'll be winning all year, that's the forte. Yeah, that's the forte. That's the forte. Yo, we'll be winning all year, that's the forte. Yeah, that's the forte. Check the forte. Yo, we'll be winning all year, that's the forte. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Weeda Culture Podcast presented by Forte Culture. I'm G, got my co-host Jay Sinatra with us. Yo. And today we got a guest with us today. We got a Craig, Craig Fresh. Craig the Fresh. The man, the myth, the legend. From the BX. BX, boogie down, man. Section five. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. We got <laughs> New York in the house today. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, we're just talking a little... Um, you know, Craig is the uh, the veteran here amongst mm-hmm. us, so we're just gonna pick his brain a little bit. Would you, know? you say he's our hip hop guru? He's a hip hop guru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. old guru, school, old yeah. school, old school. Yeah. You know, so you know, pick the brain for a little bit and get an ideas to how it was the state of hip hop your time. You know, when you were growing up, mm-hmm. and, you know, compared to the era that we are now. So we'll we'll touch a little bit of everything. Um, I mean, where do we want to start? Oh, I could go on forever with this. So, you want me to jump into this? Yeah, like, t- tell us um, where it all started for you, like, as far as hip-hop. Like, where did you fall in love with it? What what really all right, so, got you so involved in so it? So, the first song was when um, UTFO came out, and then Roxanne's Revenge. Roxanne, And then yeah. I heard them battling, going back and forth, and that's how I fell in love with hip-hop right there. So then, when I was around 13... My friend bought some turntables, and then we went to the store. We got Eric B for president, and I didn't even know how to use a mixer back then. So I was trying to scratch, and you're scratching, make them make them clap to this, and you're bringing it back, but you're hearing the back because I don't know how to use a fader. Right. But I just fell in love with it, man. Once I ter- touched that turntable, that was it. It was a wrap. I knew. I knew. That's that was it for you. That was that it. Was, okay. That was it. So was that the the potential start of you being a DJ like full fledged? I started with some, you know, I grew up poor, so I I started with some cheap belt drive turntables. And uh, the difference is one has a motor and one has a belt. The belts wear out, so the pitch control, you have to find the right spot. They they won't line up like a a direct drive, like a 1200. You put it in the middle, they're going to go the same speed. With the belts, once they start wearing, it gets a little more complicated and the scratching was hard too but i learned how to scratch on it i had friends that had 1200s they used to cut it up and they've come to my apartment and they couldn't cut it up on my turntables because you had to have such a soft hand i mean we used to put the pennies on top of the needles for it wouldn't jump so that's how i started off so when i finished high school i got a pair of 1200s for a graduation present and that was, it. that was it. I was I was lit from that point going forward. <laughs> it was on. What year are we talking? Like what 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 era? Like you're uh, talking well '86. Okay. I got my Good I got the I got the belt drives. Good year. And around '90ish, I got my 12s, and I spun for about 20, well, 24 years, and um, you know, some health issues kind of stopped me from doing that. But because um, I got some neck issues, so it was a little tough to um, to do that. So, but I had fun while I did it, you know. And um, the times have changed now, though. You know, the the music is different. Um, 
I don't know, I, I'm, I'm glad we, I grew up in the era that I did because hip hop was so good back then because of the creativity. Right. True. To sound like another person, you were whack. That's, These days, yeah. people are biting. You could look back at Stetsasonic, a jazz hip hop band. You had Public Enemy, you had KRS One, you had De La Soul, you had MC Light, Run DMC. Everybody had their own styles. Nobody sounded like anybody. But the key was they went to the studios with their, they went to the record stores, they found samples, and they created, um, um, they created their own beats. And it was, you know, I always, you know, for me, I, I encourage groups to do that, to get their own sound. Don't go out and buy beats. Find a friend that you, that's a DJ in the neighborhood or somebody that's really good and go to the studio and start sampling stuff and start redoing it yourself. Look for stuff because, you know, this day, it's, to me, it's more corporate hip-hop. Oh, it sounds the same. To me, it sounds, you know, you get these record labels they're putting on the same people like it's hard to get in now but i think a lot of that comes from they're already looking for pre-packaged artists they're not looking for artists that they can develop or they need to develop i think they're looking for the the whole package deal already yeah. but see a lot of these out. artists that they have though they they need development that's yeah. the problem there's absolutely. no development in, in, in mm -hmm. the, the record labels nowadays so yeah. it's like everybody nowadays can just put out a track on soundcloud or youtube and because everything goes viral nowadays too yeah you know a lot of things is circled uh, uh, circulated on like social media like everything is social media driven so you can take uh this guy you know for example and just be like hey put out this record that one record can blow up for them and then it turns them to an instant star you know, it, that's not the formula of back in the day. Back in the day, you had to actually walk with your mixtape, take it up to labels, present it in front of like A&Rs and stuff like that. They, you know, like that's that era. But now this era is literally, you can put a song out on YouTube, yeah. blows up. And I mean, that's there's it. nothing wrong with that though. I think it's good to use the technology that we have at our fingertips to be able to, to do the music you're doing now. But I think, uh, do you think that because of the technology, it's, I think it's a lack of creativity. Okay. Okay. That's what I think. Do you think it stems think, from that or is this okay. in general? So back in the days, the DJ was the forefront. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You don't even hear about the DJs anymore. That's true. A lot of them don't even get credit at all. Like, who's Drake's DJ? I remember. You know? I, I know Ooh. his name, but I can't remember. No, but I'm saying... You know, you could go look. You could, you know who Terminator uh, Terminator X was? Public Enemy. Premier was Gangstar. Scholar Rock was KRS One. So you, yeah, we knew. Yeah. Everybody had, but that's what made it so good because they came out with their own sounds, and you know, depending on where you grow up, sounds are different. Sounds in New York are different than sounds in Florida, you know. But um, to me you got to get back to the roots in order to get hip-hop popping the way it was popping you could bring it back the way it was and uh on this podcast i have some some good suggestions for this hey we're, okay. we're you know we're listening oh, okay. here as well. all right yeah. so so every city the big cities at least just like we had growing up we had red alert Okay, and then you have uh, Mr. Magic on 
107.5, Red Alert on 98.7. But as a DJ, see, these DJs had belonged to record pools, and there's still record pools exist there electronically now. But back in the days, we'd go to a record shop and they'd give us a bunch of records. And they'd give you 30 records, and maybe one or two of them were good, the rest of them were garbage. But it was the DJ that put them on the turntable and listened to them and that DJ determined their sound, what they liked, and got rid of the rest. These days, it's straight up corporate. It's, here goes the record label, play these every hour, and that's it. So what the DJ did was, for like Red Alert, he, um, there was a lot of artists that were, even they were one hit wonders, that, but there was a lot of people that had hot jams. I have records that I could rock at parties today of people you never even heard of, but I heard of it listening to the mix. So we need to let the DJs start, you know, have a show every Friday, Saturday night for, you know, from 9 to 12, 9 to 1 in all the big cities and let the DJs play what they want to play. Let them look for the music they want to play because, uh, They'll, it'll bring a lot more styles to the game, you know, and it'll open up a lot of doors for people. You know, somebody might just have that one smash hit and get in, and without, you know, just say a red alert playing it, they would never have been heard. So you have to, I get, I understand the radio side, the business part. They get paid to play music, certain songs. Well, they don't want to say it again. You know, they don't want to clean the payola thing, but, you know, that's what it is. Though. Right, right. You know, these record labels, they're paying them, say, play this song heavy rotation every hour. You know, we'll give you X amount of dollars. But that's okay and all that. But there needs to be a time, especially Friday and Saturday nights, you know, um, where you have, where the city tunes in and they listen to you know, what's new, what's coming out, what's hot. I give props to Drake and all that. You know, the record label will play him on the radio, but you're hearing the same songs all day long. It's, it's limiting the music business. When you listen to a master mix on Friday, Saturday night, you heard 50 new songs. Everybody, every DJ was tuned in to hear what Red's gonna play and what's, and I remember Friday nights, I would write down, I got to get this record, that record. Saturday morning, I was on a train and at 8 a.m. in the morning. I was on the train at 8 a.m. in the morning in front of the record store, Rock and Soul in Manhattan, an hour before it even opened, just to get those records, you know? And, you know, gives, you know, new artists a chance. It's, it's hard in this field. You know, when you have these superstars, you know, they're gobbling up all this radio station, all the radio time. Which they do. And it's, you, 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 it's, it's almost robotic. You're hearing the same artist. Yeah, every once in a while, a new artist comes along and it's all good, but it's the same artist all day, every day. And it's... So what you you're know. saying is that the DJs need to break the artists basically nowadays. Like, because I think, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I think Funk Flex still does that on Hot 97, like on, I forgot what, but he does play like some of the new artists that are coming up. He'll, he, he plays their records, you know, okay. but I think 
like you said, it is to be. There needs to be more of that. Right, thing. but it's that's not enough. Okay, but that's New York. Yeah. So Florida is pretty big. You know, you have a lot of New Yorkers that live in Florida. True. You know, so why not bring that type of uh, uh, atmosphere down here? Have a DJ down here. You know, California, Texas, Chicago, all these big cities. You know, you got to give you got to give people a chance and. Uh, really, people need to start coming out with their own styles, you know, because it's, you know, a lot of them sound very similar as a DJ, even the beats, even the beats these days, a lot of them sound very familiar. You know, the samples, they just, it just sounds like, it sounds robotic to me, you know, so. I can see that. We, um... if, if we need to get back to the roots. That's what we need to get back to because hip hop is big. There's a lot of money in it, for, and it could be for a lot of people. Yeah, you know. But a lot of that comes into play too. With you know, a lot of these, like you said, it's corporate now. So a lot of these people that don't understand the culture have moved in and taken it over, and they don't know the essence of hip hop. They don't mm -hmm. know where it started. They don't know the fundamentals. They're looking you know? at the money. Part of it. They're all. looking at just mm -hmm. the money, yeah. and, and maybe is they know it, they just don't care because it's not generating enough money to do it that well, a lot way. Of these, a lot of these executives and these labels aren't really part of the culture, so to speak. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, they're not so, a part of it. Yeah. You know, it's listen. When Red Alert, as a DJ, got put on 98.7, okay, Africa Bambata had some DJs, and they put he sent one of his DJs to the radio station to do the master mix. He got paid zero, but then he got some recognition. Then he started DJing clubs, and then he says, I'm not doing this radio station for nothing. That's how Red Alert came. He did it for nothing, and then after a few months, he started getting paid. It wasn't much, like 100 bucks, but we did it back then for the love of it. You know, there wasn't a lot of money in it like there is today. So. There's another question I have. Are people in it for the money and the fame? Or are they doing it because they love it? A lot of people are in it for the fame and money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because the artists honestly, of today are yeah, so, so you think that's hurting the music? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's, you know, there's you, no passion behind the music now. Yeah, so right. Everything's a cash grab. Everything is how do I monetize this? How do I make money off of it? Whether it's the label or it's the new artist. Like, that's just what it is. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you here's, here's another beef I have about hip-hop today. Why does everybody want to be hardcore? Even if you're from the streets, you know, there was a lot of rappers back then that were from stand up for something, have a different style. You know, it's everybody wants to be so hard these days. Hip hop hip hop is 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 a ego driven yeah, you know, industry. But it it's supposed to you're supposed to have fun also. Yeah. You know, because a, a lot of these people who are trying to be hardcore aren't really hardcore. But when you got people oh, like yeah. 50 Cent coming out, you got people like N.W.A. Yeah, coming but, out that that glorify that gangster lifestyle. Yeah, but, but that was their life. That was their life. I know. I know. I'm not saying like yeah. you know they're wrong for portraying their life and putting it on you know a pedestal. What I'm saying is when you got a lot of those artists coming out and a lot of the younger people are coming up listening to that, they're thinking in their, in their mind, like, this is who I need to be. This is who I need to model myself after as an artist. And that's why a lot of these 
new artists get spawned with that mentality of I gotta be hard, I gotta be gangster, I gotta kill somebody, I gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what they yeah. We they need to get back to having fun. I don't know. <laughs> that, I think that's a bit of a, a touchy uh, idea because that goes back to what happened in the early 90s when uh what was that that senator who was trying to remember when nwa was like big and they were trying to shut I down i don't know i know who it is i just don't understand but it, i feel I like you know saying that uh it's uh, correct me like maybe i'm wrong with what, what you're saying Not it right, sounds no. like you're implying that because of the music, the mm. people that folks are going out doing what they're doing. Yeah. I, I, I'm not trying to say it's because of the music. I just think it's because of a lot of it is glorified in the music. A lot of that lifestyle is glorified in the music. But see, I think, so automatically, yeah. like I said, young, impressionable minds, people who don't know no better, but, they can be. Right. But here's a question, right? So why can't, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, living in New York, murder rate was through the roof it was bad i mean i I lost a couple friends you know from gun violence and back then you heard even uh all the west coast rappers the hard ones nwa you know they came out the song we're all in the same gang you had um self-destruction on the east coast okay how come the rappers today I'm not taking a stand against stuff like that. Because it's not on their to-do list. Right. Their to-do list is money, 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 money. Right. <laughs> it's their to-do yeah. list. And that's why <laughs> hip-hop has fallen off and is not as good. Not saying, yo, I'm not... I'm, I know there's good artists out there. I'm not yeah. knocking them all. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. You know, but there was abundance of good artists back Those then. Those more good than I bad. Think, I think we grew up in the golden era. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, well, from the, the, the 80s to the, through the 90s. Like. Right. I mean, it's early 2000s has had a little bit of a run, had yeah. a little, you know, hope. <laughs> I, <laughs> think, I, I, I think, like, mm-hmm. for me, early like, 2000s. Yeah, early 2000s. Because yeah. I was going to say, like, you mentioned earlier about the DJs. Uh, you don't have, like, you don't recognize any DJs nowadays with these artists. I remember, you know, early 2000s, you had, you knew. Like, okay, DJ Clue and Fabulous. Yep. You knew yep. uh, Shamani XL and G-Unit or yep. uh, Green Lantern with, with G-Unit. You know, like you had those DJs that were, you you, you recognized yeah. them with the artists. And right. I don't know where it turned though. Like, what was that turning point? That's a good question. I don't know where it was either. I don't really know like, what the turning it's... point was. Do you think it was uh, maybe during the time when Southern hip hop was starting to kind of come up to the forefront because you had Be like careful with saying that though, I, know, I know I know I know there's nothing wrong with the southern listeners are gonna I take know. that the wrong way yeah. so well I'm gonna tell you this now I've listened to a lot of <clears throat> um, old school hip hop artists and this is you know the music changes with the drug oh yeah <laughs> no he's right no he's absolutely right it is very true I know it's very true yeah. you know and it and it does and because look at the current state yeah. promethazine codeine and these kids are taking popping pills yeah yeah zans whatever that, and, like all that bro. and what happened to the freestyle artists these days like why can't these new cats freestyle yeah i mean like that's what i'm saying like we allowing into this business people that we shouldn't if you don't have the skills, you know. Okay, but let me ask you this, Craig. Do you feel like freestyle? Would, would you consider freestyling being a gauge for someone having these 
quote unquote skills or I would think it be freestyling goes to the root of hip hop though yeah oh yeah yeah so. yeah even if you you know even if you're not good at freestyling if you're an artist you should be practicing it all the time yeah because i'm gonna be honest with you i don't freestyle because me, I care to write my stuff out. I'm yeah. more methodical person. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. So, there are some people who just can't freestyle, but they can write like for days. But then yeah. you got others who can freestyle. Drake, for example, Drake right. has proven that he can write for days. This is his freestyling. Oh, that, that's I put an asterisk on that writing I, for days. But uh, <laughs> but uh, shots yeah. fired. Shots fired. <laughs> and you have artists who can freestyle but can't write a song for for nothing yeah. like. To me, Cassidy's like one of the biggest examples. Like, as far as freestyling, yeah. he's like nasty with it. But to write yeah. a song, somebody else too that you're missing that can just rap their butt off, but make a song like Papoose. Papoose. A lot of the battle rappers. A, a lot, lot of battle, battle rappers. rappers they, and that's what they do. They're though. good off the top, but right. writing a song to formulate and can't put do it. together a song. Yep. not a lot of people can do can't it. Can't do mm-hmm. it. So, but I mean the the. the the best thing to have would be the, the total package, like you said, just being able to freestyle in a sense of also being able to put a song together as well, too. We don't have too many of those artists, though. And that, it's goes, like that goes back to the artist development. You got one or the other, <laughs> you know, yeah. so. But, um, nah, I, I definitely feel like, uh, you know, we're missing a lot of elements of the old school yeah. that just oh, faded yeah. away. And we were trying to figure out, like, where did that initial start happen? I know you were touching on maybe the start of southern hip-hop in a sense yeah i don't want to say that because i don't want to offend anybody but at the same time it's you know i feel like that was a big turning point in Mm hip-hop because most it was dominated with new york we were dominated i want to tell you something too so when we were talking about before about how many people all the people that rhymed and their different styles back in the days if you think about the beat the styles of the beats like Black Moon's beats were different than Gangstar's. They all they all had their own flair to it, right? You know, and you know, I, I'm I'm so much for you know finding the beats and doing it yourself, than as opposed to going into a studio and letting somebody else do your beats. I just think that you do it from the beginning. It's a more cre- you you get more creative with it. You know, and I remember having a four track <laughs> with a cheapest little sampler. It's one of the cheapest things you've ever seen in your life. And we used to have to mess with it so that when we looped a beat, it had to be absolutely perfect. There was no cutting the ends off or anything like that. We had a, if, and it, you could just sample four or five seconds and that was it. And you could loop it and that was it. And we used to sit there with that little sampler, a four track, but we'd go to the record store, we'd, we'd look for beats, and they don't do that these days. You know, these DJs, they, they have to, you have to get back to it. You have to get back to the roots, man, because you have to put the DJ back in the front because people could listen to your rhymes, your rhymes could be fresh and all that stuff, but let's face it, when people go to a club, it's the beat that gets them rocking. That's you know? True. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah. where are we going to go from this? It's crazy. Said where are we going to go from is, this? Is, it's already like all the... sounding generic. Yeah. So where does it go from this? It has Hopefully to. Hopefully it goes back to. Um... To me, it's like closing in. It's not expanding out. Like we had such a wide, a wide range of MCs and DJs and beats. And now it's such, such 
very they also similar so we got you know maybe do an online show something that maybe we need to bring hit. back those physical record pools that you spoke about because i seen something on um hip-hop evolution about that where they, it was almost like a friendly competition though it was like a sport in a sense of like djs and producers going down to these record pools mm-hmm. digging in the crates finding stuff like they literally be like kind of like yo this is mine like kind of in a sense competing with each other to get the best now i'll tell you what else would be fun that would add a lot of fun to hip-hop What's that? Back in the days, you had a lot of big artists like Cool Modi. They used to go and battle live. People, they, they used to go, MCs that used to go at each other, that didn't like each other. They'd have shows. Cool Modi is battling this yeah, one. This that. one's battling that one. You know? That. And we need to get back to some of those things. It's, it's all good, the money. I understand it. But we're making lousy music this way. Yeah. We are. But battle rap has gotten so vicious nowadays, though, man. It's no longer just friendly. It's no longer <laughs> well, like... Rap, you know, they always say rap's a sport. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, yeah, You it know, is. like, uh, what's is. his name said it? Um, uh, Uncle Murda. Rap's a sport. That's what we're supposed to do, you yeah. know? No, I agree whole, wholeheartedly. Yeah. I agree. It's just that I feel like the, the, the battle rapping that you grew up on, that you witnessed... Is so far left from what's going yeah, on nowadays. It's, it's like a nowadays, blood, it's a blood sport now. Yeah, it's, it's literally like, like I'm coming for your neck, I'm coming for your mama neck, I'm coming for your whole yeah. family. Yeah, well, when you're battling, you, you know should. That's how it should, should be. But, I don't but, think there's anything. But then wrong you with leave that, it but. there. You know what I'm saying? Right. You leave it there. That's it. it it's never done. Gets left there. That's it. That's where a lot of the shake hands at the end and let's go. Oh, you said this about me on record. Say that stuff now in front of me. And majority of the times, if they don't have it they people's got it on them yeah it's sad and it turns into yeah it's sad people don't learn from history because we lost big biggie smalls yep and Pac. yep and people are still acting foolish towards each other and you know when we gonna learn you know when when you're gonna start waking up as a society and progressing You know, build each other up instead of tear each other down. Yeah, man. Like I said before, you know, you need to get these artists together and they need to um, start talking about some of the real subjects out there that's going on. You know, you need to have fun also. But, you know, you had back then uh, uh, Public Enemy, Night of the Living Bassheads, Don't Believe the Hype. You know, the whole album, Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back was such an unbelievable political album and spoke volumes you know and all the you know all these a lot of the songs these days coming from an old school cat you know what i hear i hear just popping bottles drugs and women and the thing is people don't can't separate Music. Most of those people aren't living that lifestyle. Fat Joe had um, an interview on um, a, a podcast I was watching, and he talks about, and he was talking about how most people lie. He says he lies in a lot of his rhymes. He, he says in every one of his songs, he's having a menage. He goes, his wife would kill him if he had a menage. You know, he's happily married for a long time, but in every song, he talks about it. You know, There's but, a long list of artists, a long list of rappers that are married. But they yeah. talk about the side chicks. They right. talk about the females that they right. do. It sells. It sells. Yeah. Right. It's, it's sad. Sells. 
But it is sad. Though. It's I sad. Agree. You know, what happened to potholes in my lawn? <laughs> you know, <laughs> me, myself, problems. and I, you know. Real problems. <laughs> uh, uh, Benita Applebaum, you know, it's like, yeah. you know. Come on, man. You know, let's let's get Real back to problems. some. Let's get back to the fun and stop trying yeah, to, um, you know, get into these uh, lifestyles that, you know, it's not teaching the youth anything. But I it's, think there are a handful of artists out there, Craig, that are um, still doing that. Like the J. Coles, you know, the Kendricks, the Chance, the rappers. There's still guys out there that is part of the new school that's still addressing. Right. These so you name issues. you name people that have been out for years, mm -hmm. but we're not hearing no new heads. We're hearing the same people rapping. We need a larger spectrum. In we the need... indie market, there are. There are some out there. Yeah, in the They're indie market. They're definitely there. Yeah. But it's because, like you said, going back earlier, it's corporate. You know, They're not getting the radio play. You're not going to hear those artists on the radio. Right. You know, That's sad. It is sad. But, you know, it's... I think well I think now you have what the satellite radio like Sirius XM and things like that like you you they do have stations like that that play a lot of that underground right right hip hop which is good but um yeah I definitely think it's but that's something people pay for and a lot of people like satellite radio right. they get it free with their car for six months and that's it they don't yeah. renew it so they listen to uh, uh, Funk Master Flex for six months and they're like I'm done <laughs> I'm not paying for this right. so then that's gone and they go know? right back to local right. radio yeah. but you know I think I think a lot of our I think I'm seeing to me from I, it looks like there's a shift going on where it's starting to go back to the lyrical content and con you know just as you mentioned just hip hop because look at I think a perfect example, Two Chains just released a new album that That was the most adult Two Chains album. Ever. I'm saying like that album, it's completely left from what he what I'm accustomed to from him. And I'm not really I'm I'm not I don't really mess yeah. with two chains like that. But that album really surprised the hell out of me. Because and he said it himself, he's he he wants to be more lyrical and he, he that's what's that's what's popping now. Everybody's starting to get back to what the root of hip hop was. Right. Yeah. So it's definitely a shift Definitely. going on. Now, for sure. Now we need to bring the the DJ back in. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And help with creating fresh beats. You know, let me ask you this. So a lot of these artists, the popular ones, let's say Drake. Mm -hmm. How many people does his beats? One person. And, and they... One person and the, there's some other artists or no other, other producers that help him. So okay. 40 is his main producer. That's yeah. like his best friend, childhood okay. friend. They grew up together, got into the game together. Do you, do you know Nas, his first album, how many different producers he had on that album? He yeah. had a lot. He yeah. had a whole lot. Yeah. He had Premiere. You had... Uh, he had a whole lot. But yeah, didn't they all work together, though? Didn't they all like sit with each other and actually like kind of play off of each other? Producer-wise, yeah, they, they there was a lot of cats down there. I mean, um, what's his name? Q-Tip and Large Professor, and you had a lot of cats. Large back Professor there. to me is one of the most underrated producers. <laughs> I gotta throw that out there. Queens Holla, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Bronx created it. So oh, okay, it's, you know. It's All right. right. Anyway, I had this Bronx and Queens debate right now, uh, people. Now we know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> but nah didn't they like play off of each other though like didn't the producers like at times sit in on each other's sessions and kind of hear the direction I think it was competition for them it was yeah. like oh you heard that okay, yeah I'm like nah to... I gotta right do, yeah right but his first album was 
A masterpiece. A, yeah, it was a masterpiece. That's my favorite hip-hop album of all time. So he had different styles on that. Even in one of the songs, he had his father playing. I think it was, was it saxophone or what? Uh, uh, no, he plays um, trumpet, I think. I think it's trumpet. 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 Yeah. But he had, when he was in the studio, he had in the booth all his homeboys. And Premier's looking at him like, just let him be. That's why some of the songs in the background, you hear, you'll come to Queensbridge, come to Queens. That's he had 20 people in the DJ in the MC booth right. when he was doing his. See, we need to get back to hip hop. This is what <laughs> I'm trying to say. Like we need to get back. Say it louder, man. Like, say it, it, it louder. Can't, you, you got it. Now, it at the same time, it's too robotic. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here for a second. At the same time, we have to understand that hip hop, just as anything in life, it, it progresses, it evolves. It's always gonna be something new. Like how it transitioned from the Nas to the to the Kendricks, you know, to what you have now. It's like there's always going to be a trans. So it's not always going to be the same. And I don't want to at the same time, I don't want to be that person to be close minded. But at the same time, I definitely feel it needs to get back to the root of it all. But we have to understand it's always going to be changing just how it changed from from how it was back in 73 when it started with Cool Hurt to what we have now. It's right. not the same. It's right. always going to evolve. Right. It's going to progress. But let me let me let me explain it like this. All these big artists that you hear on the radio all day long are using the same producers. That's why the beats sound very similar. Some of them are different, but when I talk when I spoke earlier about you go to your to your house your, and you go to the record store and grab different records and find some samples, go through your, your parents' records. You know, it, what it did was it, ex, it just expanded the, the range. So even if they're doing it different these days, every group should have their own sound. If you sound like the next person, you're whack. That's just my, that's just in my book. Get your own style. That's how that's how it rocked back in the days. That's what made it good. You nobody should want to sound like Drake. Drake is Drake. You know, be your own person. And if you do that, the music will get better. Even I understand the beats have changed and things have changed, but it'll get better than what it is now because a lot of people you talk to anybody, they'll say the golden era was 80s and 90s. Well, what made it golden? There was such a variety. Of variety. Yeah. 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 And we don't have that these days. You know, on Friday and Saturday nights, all these young DJs that are coming up, who do they listen to? Where do they get all their new music from? Because they're playing the same 10 songs on the, the radio all day long. Where are they getting their new music from? See, back in the days... You had Red Alert, and you used to listen to all Ultra Magnetic would come up there. BDP was in the studio, but everybody, it was, you know, and a lot of them got along. Most of most of the people back in the days got along, but it was just a wide range, was, and and that's what I'm trying to say. We need to broaden the the range of music. I understand it's changing. I know it's not going to sound like it was when we were growing up. But it's too similar now. It's all too similar. Yes, there's a couple of artists that do sound different. 
but a lot of it, if you turn on the radio, the beats are very similar. They are. Very true. The samples, the, the drops, the breaks. Yeah, very true. You know, it's just it's just that same drop bass beat, you know, there's uh, no emphasis on any of the other instruments. It's just I don't know, it's just it's I think it's what it's the eight oh eight, so that's like really like overbearing now. And let me it's ask like, you this about the the, the rhyming. Mm-hmm. So when was the last there's time no rhyming? No no no, no 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 but I'm saying when you listen to a song, when was the last time on the radio you heard the chorus part not being sung, but cuts in the background. Like, pr- I'll go back to Premiere, X to the Next Girl, where the chorus was him cutting it up. It was his melody. It was his creativity. See, now it's just little small hooks that they're singing. So, you're, once again, you're narrowing the music because you're not incorporating the DJ. Not every song got to have cuts in it, but... We need to see more songs have, you know, hip hop is not just the MC, it's both. And we need to get back to certain things like that. But I've said this a million times, I'm gonna say it again. I think we definitely need to acknowledge, everybody needs to acknowledge that there's a clear difference between hip hop and rap. We're in the era of rap. That's where we're at with it right now. It's no longer hip hop. Right. It's rap. And rap is generic. It sounds the same. It's really no creativity. Well, it's like KRS-One said, hip-hop you is know. something you do. What is it? No, no, what is rap it? Is rap something rap is something you do. Hip-hop is something you live. live. Yeah. 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 And that, and, but that's where we're at with it right now in, in the current state. It's rap. It's, it's no longer hip-hop, you know. And not saying it can ever be that again. It can't. It's just there's going to take, it's going to take artists that's willing to take that step and that leap back into what it truly was, you know, for it to get to that point again. Right. And, and, and um, stand up for what you believe in. If you're not a gangster, you can't tell me everybody on the radio is a gangster. No, they're not. I grew up around gangsters. <laughs> Gang members, artists. Like, uh, and I know, look yeah. at some of these people, I go, why are you rapping? Rap about something else because yeah. that's not you. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. if, if you know. Keep it thorough, if, man. Keep if, it thorough. if you're from the streets, you know who's from the streets. Right. Keep it thorough. You know, so um, to me, it's just, I don't know, it's just, you know, people just, like you said, you said it earlier, like people just in it more for the money and fame these days, and, and it's hurting. It's hurting the business, yeah. you know. It so is, we need to culture. get back to creativity, you yeah. know. We need to get back into the lab, get creative. You know, you know, instead of buying beats, try to do it yourself. It's a lot of fun, you know, stuff, you know, if you look at rappers back then like Q-Tip, all these rappers, all this good music that they made, if they didn't go out and go and sample it and go, I mean, go, go to the record stores and find these loops and stuff and redid them, we would never have had the golden age. So if it was so successful back then, why did we derail from it? Laziness. Laziness. Hmm. Laziness. That that self-starting, I want to do it myself mentality went out the window because it was easier to go to a producer that already made these beats and just buy them. It, it made it, it's easier nowadays. Hence the reason why, like you said, I, it, it probably does have to really be focused on the beats because nowadays, if you listen to the radio and if you listen to just modern day music, 
even R&B is starting to sound the same in a sense of these beats and the beat selections. Well, I think <laughs> as far as like the production side of it all, I think, uh, I don't know. I, I feel that's hardest. I don't think that we should say that, okay, there are no good producers out there. Oh, we're not saying that. Oh, no, yeah, there's a lot of good producers yeah, out there that. Not, that are not using samples is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, for example, um, take someone like Timbaland. Right. Or Swiss Beats. You know, Kanye like in his prime. Kanye and the old Kanye. In his prime. We miss you. We miss you, Kanye. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but okay. okay. In his prime. So you got all these, you got like Swiss, and he's hooking up his peoples with his beats. So what does a new artist do that just comes out and wants some hot beats? You know, you want your stuff to pop. You got to do it yourself. That's my opinion. You know, you got to go out there and, you know, you get into it, man. It's a whole nother side of rap music, you know, and you it's no matter what you make memories. You learn a lot about the older culture records that you're looking at that you didn't know anything about. You're learning from that. And, you know, if you, you get into it that way and if you really love the game, you'll love uh doing that part of the beats so what what was your what was one of your favorite djs back in the day oh i thought um well i love red alert that was one of mine like you know uh i used to listen to him all the time but as far as beat wise goes molly mall okay people don't realize if you take away first of all you take away red alert i don't know if you have the golden era of hip-hop because it was him who selected that music that the whole that he put the whole city onto. Right. But Molly Mall, if you look at him, a lot of his work he did with a four track. The bridge with MC Shan done on a four track, a four track, one of the hottest records you could I could play that at a party today and get the place jumping, and it was done on a four track. Right. On like one or two takes. Thing. You know, but he did a lot of uh, the Juice Crew. He did, um, uh, and he and I, I listened to podcasts about him too. One of the artists that helped him step up his game was Big Daddy Kane. So he he did Big Daddy Kane's, uh, Craig G, all those cats back in the days. So uh, he he did work with Eric B and Rakim. Rob, Eric B used to live with him. So for me, a lot of those made those records that I first got into hip hop with was Molly Maul producing them. And I and he produced um, I remember when he produced LL's and then when LL went on his own for I think the album was Walking with a Panther. And I was like, this, tell me about it that. was and it was garbage. It was like <laughs> this is garbage. And then he went back to him for I think it was I think it was Mama Said Knock You Out. And that album was a classic. Right. So he did a lot of good work. You know, Premier, of course. Yeah, Premier's one of my favorites. You know, favorites. if you listen to Premier, Premier can make a chorus part out of a sound. He doesn't even need to cut up words. He could cut up a sound and make it sound funky. But that's what I'm saying. It's originality. You know, everybody needs to get back to that, you know, and create their own stuff you know but um but yeah there was a lot of good djs back then you know 
um, what's his name? Uh, Pete Rock's DJ, CL Smooth. Yeah. And he was another good one. You know, uh, Lodge Professor. Yeah. I'll give you I'll give you Queens a little props. <laughs> I give you Queens a little props, a little, but you know, so um, we had a lot of good sounds coming from back then. And then I have a lot of records in my house that I bet you neither one of you ever heard of that if I played, you'd be like, oh my God, that's, that's hot. And it was just me going to the record store or me listening to Red or me watching a video after school and seeing what was new. Now... There's such a, it's just a small spectrum of what we're listening to. It's funny that you brought up music videos and used to watch those because what happened to the music videos? Man. You know what I mean? Like, they just disappeared. Like, oh my God, he used to have VHS, VHS like, tapes, yeah. five hours worth of videos. Yeah, there's a lot I of I would have stacks that. of them. Yeah. I used to have cassette tapes. I used to record off the radio. No more. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, used, I was one of those people that used to sit there and listen to Red Alert and edit all the commercials out right and then as soon as that when that tape was done next day i take my boom box to the courts were you big on uh, stretching barbito i i listen yeah I, I actually even saw a podcast on them yeah yeah they, they were, yeah, yeah they, they're yeah. interesting they got some interesting stories you should definitely check them out oh yeah well i listen to the they, they have a podcast now actually mm -hmm. i listen to but um like i can i didn't listen to them growing up during that time mm -hmm. but did you like uh um I did a little bit. Okay. I did a little bit. But, you know, as I got older, I, I think now I realize who they were. Right. And yeah, I'm they like, were such oh, a big part of hip-hop. Oh, yeah. Like, they got oh, stories yeah. for days. Oh, yeah. And I know um, when they were on the radio, Wu-Tang came up to them. Yeah. And I think Busted in the Studio or something was... I guess forced them to play their joint. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something they would probably yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So, but... uh you know, you had so many good things, man. It, you know, this podcast, you know, I'm not trying to put down any of the new artists. You know, there's a lot of good music out there. You know, there are people doing it right, but we need to we need to rethink how we're doing things because um, my opinion is it's not going in the right direction. You know, this is becoming this was a thing from the streets. It's now a corporate thing. It, like, and that's why I said I think it's kind of making a shift and I think it's kind of going back full circle because now you have a lot of people who are independent artists they're no longer relying on the record labels and a lot of these artists now are trying to I think folks are actually uh, what's the word uh, appreciating artists that can really like rhyme and have some like something valuable to listen to I think there's definitely it's starting to it's slowly but surely getting back there. I'm interested. I'm I'm really interested to see, like, what's next. I think a lot of artists nowadays they they appreciate lyrical content. Like, I think a lot of the ones that aren't necessarily lyrical they appreciate it and they maybe want to do that. You know, it's just maybe it's something that's hindering them from doing it. But it might be a, a deep, profound appreciation for it. But it's just something that maybe they feel like. I, I'm, that's not me. That's not what I yeah. can do. You but know? then you got some others who just pretty much like don't, don't care, don't care because like, they don't they, pay homage to right. the, to no the old respect. School. Yeah, no respect you know? to the ones that came before them. Yeah. Oh yeah, you, you think know? about it, man. Those um, cats, like you know, the old school cats, the real, the ones who started the game, like Cool Herc. And, yeah. yeah, you know, 
they're not living a lavish lifestyle no, like not at all. all these cats that made all these gazillions of dollars man be nice to some of them put a little money in a little thing and hook them all up because without them you wouldn't be here they wouldn't be making their yeah. millions yeah, you know and not be here. sometimes you know start a hip-hop fund man let's go ahead and put it out yeah there right it, that's something that nori talks about a lot on his podcast on the drink champ that he always talks about starting a uh what is a union like a hip-hop union and yeah. i get I, I although it sounds crazy when the way he explains it but it makes sense what he's what he's trying to accomplish i think that would be that would be something because like you said a lot of these the, the artists who started the game they don't have nothing to show right. for it so to speak you know they're and then now you have these artists banking off of something that they created yep you know and then in a sense like tearing it down (laughs) like burning the legacy at the same time it's not even like something that you know i don't think the old school cats would be proud of half the stuff that's being put out by these new cats so it's like you're not only banking off it, making money off of it but you're also tarnishing the legacy yeah that's kind of messed up (laughs) so but nah that'd be dope man i i'm in favor of it if it was to be a, a hip-hop union now, i'll tell you this let me, let me let me switch the subject a little bit so if i was an artist coming out <clears throat> i would make sure that i own before i sign with a record label make sure you own all your rights for it and everything else i had a friend that signed the record label back in the days and the record business is so 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 shady i was in a studio with him and the guy in the studio put his manager on the line and what she told him my friend when she was talking to the guy in the studio he wanted us to hear how full of it she was and he put her on speakerphone and we pretended like we weren't there and the shadiness is unbelievable this was your friend's manager my friend's manager doing the shady stuff doing the shady stuff yeah and i think now that's why you have some artists now who are trying to own their masters oh yeah they're publishing oh yeah absolutely you have to have to yeah ownership is the is the in in the music business you have ownership is freedom it's freedom freedom. yeah Yeah. and i think um what's the name 50 cents i think he's doing um putting stuff out on his own skipping the company where he's getting the most of the money now because you sign with a record label you're getting like a couple cents on an album yeah See, a lot of the younger artists, they, they, they usually sign with the record label because they get the, the advance, you know, but you got to pay that money back. And they right. get a bigger platform. Right. So you get it right. at first. Yeah. You get it at first when you get into the business. But once you got some money, you need to go on your own, create your own stuff. Once you're, once you're famous, just do it yourself because why are you giving the record labels just a, 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 the middle person? Just why bank. are you giving them all your money for? Yeah. You know, um, 50 Cents was talking about he's going to be earning a whole lot more than 10 cents on an album because now they're putting it out. So That's how you do it. But oh, that's, yeah. It's just take your money and invest it in a record label of your own, man. That's how yeah. you got to do it. Yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. N.W.A. do that too? Uh, Ruthless was Easy Ease. Yeah, I think yeah. he went and started printing yeah. stuff out himself, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm ruthless, yeah. So cats were doing it back then. You know, so Dr. Dre went and did Aftermath, you know, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Like, it's it's really just ownership, like G said, man. It's it's about owning your own because that's freedom, man. Like, point blank. Let me ask you this Do you think the rappers back then were more versatile in life, I would say? Like, in other words, 
you see a lot of rappers back then, like let's just say uh, Will Smith, Fresh Prince, where he made hip hop records, then he became famous in acting. You had, uh, um, to me, I, I felt like, to me, I felt like the rappers back then were a lot more intelligent. You look at um, Cool Mo D, he had a four year college degree. Even Roxanne Shante, she had to deal with her record label that if she ever wanted to go to college, they would have to pay for right, it. Yeah. And like 20 years later, she goes to college she and she it. got shit, she got it. Yeah. It was on it was on contract, but they were smart enough back then to do stuff like that. Like, do you feel like the, the generation today, they're just not as well-rounded maybe? I think uh, depending, I don't know. Because I'm going to tell you this. I, it, it's it's kind of weird, but people think technology kind of speeds up your intelligence. It dumbs but it down. I think it dumbs it down it because there's a lot of things in life that, you know, that this generation that they're not using their brains for. No, <laughs> no you're absolutely right. I think, wait, wait, now, you know, things whenever someone says this generation, like what comes to mind for me are artists like, Lil Pump or Six Nine or you know like those are people that come to my mind and like I just feel like yeah they just I don't know if yeah they're ignorant you know I feel that they are I think they're a lot smarter than what they're letting on though because this is what the record label wants them to be the record label wants them to be this ignorant stereotype of what hip hop represents or what it's supposed to represent I think they're a lot smarter than, than what they let on to believe. Let me ask you this. To be honest. Since we were talking about Takashi 6ix9ine, right? Mention him. Except him. <laughs> no, no, let me ask you. Let me ask you. So he ratted. You think what he did, you think he should have? I can't get with it. I you, think you're I, asking us, do you think we, he should have squealed? Is that what you're yeah, asking? you think he should have ratted? He was going to see 47 years. I don't know, bro. Who's in that situation? Let me me tell you. It's a little hard to say. Let me tell you this. I don't think he should have said a word. I think he should have taken it. Because, you know, there's a code in the streets. There is. There's a code in the streets. And when you get into that lifestyle, nobody forced him into it. Yeah. He, He... so yeah. you, now you want to be hard, and this and you know a lot of these young cats that are coming out that aren't gangsters, they should really pay attention to what just went on. Yeah, because that life pretending to live that lifestyle is going to catch up with you, and then when you, when you're where's this dude going to be able to go when he gets out? Like where's he going to go? Well, first and foremost, look at look, look at him. First and foremost. Just take a look at him. Nah, <laughs> He's but not I could have told you anybody. But I could have told but, you before any of this. Yeah. He wasn't straight. Everybody knew that. Yeah. Though. But I don't think nobody even questioned. Oh, <laughs> is he from the hood? No. Right. But you see, once he got down in the street life, started trying to put hits out and doing other stuff and selling drugs, shooting at people. He should have just taken those forty-seven years. You know, this generation, you know, they don't understand. <laughs> There's a code in the streets, you know. So, like I said, you know, all these younger cats, they should really take, uh, pay attention to what's going on here because um, they, they can easily get sucked up in this too. And 
no matter what, you can have millions of dollars. Takashi Takashi could have millions of dollars. It means nothing when you're fearing your life every day when you walk outside. I'd rather be broke, not a penny in my pocket, and not have to worry about that right, than to have a million dollars and have to worry about that. Well, you know, it's like Big said, more money, more problems. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but you ain't got to have these problems if you're out here creating the problems for yourself. Then well, why didn't he just do hip-hop on who he is? This is what I'm trying to say before. Everybody wants to be a everybody gangster wants to be rapper. A, no, no, everybody wants to be a star. No, Craig. but everybody wants to be a gangster rapper. Everybody's trying to be hard, but not everybody is hard. Like, be who you are. I don't even, you know? I don't even think anybody if, took him if, serious, though. If, like, you got if, rainbow hair and a rainbow grill in your mouth. Right, but if you make good music, <laughs> if you make good music, you're going to make it regardless. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to make it regardless, so be who you are. But maybe, like, like going back to what I was saying, like, maybe they, they want to make that kind of music. It's just something in them is prohibiting them from doing it. Like, something's stopping them. Like, they want to make it, but they just can't make it. So what do they do? I want to make all the money in the world. I want to be famous. Those are the main two objectives of a lot of the younger kids coming into this game. That's their main objectives. It's not to save the hip-hop culture. Yeah. It's not to represent the hip-hop, hip-hop culture in a positive yeah, I way. Yeah, I know. I could hear it on the radio. They just want to make that I quick money. I could hear money. it on the radio. It's quick money. A <laughs> lot you, of them think it's quick money. That's why the music's not as good. That's you got to do it because you love to do it. Yeah. I agree. End of story. If you I don't agree. love to do it, you're just in it for the money. Yeah, you could probably make it, but you know what? And it and that just, always shows in the music who's yeah, in it. And, and, and the record labels, it. really, we need to stop letting the record labels control so much. Like you need, well. you need, you need to let with the record labels controlling everything. You're not giving the the independent artists a chance. Nope. There's a lot of good, good music out there. A lot of creativity out there. There are a lot of people that are doing what I was been talking about. There are people going there to the studios with their friends, with making their own beats and doing it the right way. But they're not getting heard because they're playing the same artists in heavy rotation. Heavy rotation, man. You know? To a point where you're sick of it and you don't want to hear it no more, so you decide to turn off the radio. Because I've done that. I don't I, listen to I, the radio at all. Yeah, I refuse to listen to the radio. Yeah, period. I don't listen to it either. I'd rather ride in silence <laughs> than have the radio. Yeah, on. that's sad, man. <laughs> you know, that's, that's sad. But that's the reality of it. That's where we're at with music, man. It ain't even just hip hop, it's just music in general. Even R&B has gotten so well, bad to the point where you're like, I don't even want to well, listen to it. But think about it, too. Everybody talks about the 80s and 90s, the golden era of hip-hop. Yeah. It was the golden era of R&B. It was the golden music, era of reggae. Facts. It was the golden era of, of house music, Thank you, freestyle. Brother. Thank you. Everything. Thank you for saying that. It wasn't that. just It was hip-hop. the golden era of yeah. anything. It wasn't just hip-hop. Because I can even take it back to cartoons were better <laughs> and made sense. Oh, come on. Saturday Movies. morning cartoons? Come on. Thank you. Movies made sense and were yeah. better. Yeah. TV shows made sense and were better. TGIF. Food. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. You can still get some good food. I don't know about that. I think food has definitely gotten better these days. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is, yeah, it was the golden era for everything. Right. Everything. It wasn't just hip hop. It was everything. Anything musical. It was the golden era. Do you think it was the golden era again? Playing devil's advocate. Do yeah. you feel it was golden era because we grew up in that era and so we got that bias. We had yeah. No, I just honestly anybody. 
like if you if you really kind of break down the generations and 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 you know the decades and stuff like that, I can't really speak on the seventies because I didn't grow up in the seventies, so I can't speak on it. Uh, the last leg of the eighties I grew up in, I'm born eighty six, so I had a little bit of time to kind of you know absorb some of that eighties era, nineties. That's what I grew up in. Two thousands, early two thousands, two thousand to maybe two thousand five six. That was it. It was a cutoff at that point. It was like it, stuff started getting weird. Yeah. It was just right. didn't make no sense no more. It was like the drug change. Yeah. <laughs> the drug change. Back to they the drugs. Taking the, they taking the mollies. Their brains yeah, all it's like, mush. It just, it just went somewhere else. Yeah, I'm just yeah, trying to right. make sense of it. I'm like, but they would never do this stuff. Yeah. In the '80s and the '90s, we wasn't doing this. We wasn't yeah. on this. Like, what are y'all doing? So, well, the '80s and the '90s. I mean, the '80s, late '80s, especially Nick. You had like the whole crack era. That was like mm-hmm. something. So, yeah. But even that wasn't bad, though. <laughs> I mean, it was it was bad in a sense. It was ravaging <laughs> the community. Yeah, let's just clear this air. Yeah, let me, let me, let me, I'm not uh, advocate at all whatsoever. Oh, I'm just saying did, though, like that sucker took over. <laughs> Trust me, I grew up in that era, boy. That sucker took over. Let me just clear my conscience real quick. Now, I'm not an uh, advocate for the use of it. I'm just saying, like, right, right. even with that going on, even with all that negativity, there was still positivity within that era. You look at today, everything is bad, man. Yeah. From school violence, bullying. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's so much negativity. Yeah, and sad because, you know, a lot of people that get into the gangs and stuff like that, they got this street mentality. Yo, this is my family. They love me, which is such a false statement because you go away for a long time. I know people got locked up for a long time. Those friends ain't going to come to see you unless they're locked up with you. I don't know they see you. They ain't going to come to see you. And, um, you know, what? what's funny is it doesn't matter any crime. Like, I, I follow a lot of prison shows, too. You follow... Even the people that commit murder, a lot of people that are real violent, once they get older, their 40s, their 50s, their whole demeanor changes. And they go, geez, you know, I, you know, and they regret it. You could tell that they regret it. Yeah. So, you know, these days, parents need to be more involved. Absolutely. You know, it starts at home. You know, if you don't show your kid love, they're gonna find it somewhere. Yep. You know, and you, you know, if you if you're in their life and you teach them right, they'll be good. You know, but. You know, a lot of these people, you know, their, their parents are no good. They go into the streets, and that's, that's the it's lifestyle a, they live, And that's man. the thing. I think, you know, for the most part, it's like a cycle because their parents' parents were right. not there. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just a never-ending cycle. Never-ending cycle. You know, right. So. You know, it's interesting. Like, I listened to somebody. He said um, um, he was talking about people that live in the hood and that, you know, they're selling drugs. And they're going to jail and they go, how much drugs do you need that you think you need to sell to get out of the hood? $5,000, you can open up something really small. $10,000, you get yourself a food truck. $20,000, you get yourself a storefront. You got a business. And you're good. You know, but people, they just, they just want to make money the easy way. They don't want to work for it. They... You know, and it's a, it's a bad cycle, man. You know, it's and, always but, so, it's but it's a whole, that's a whole other conversation because yeah. our government doesn't uh, spend the money on the schools in these neighborhoods, and they c- care less about 
any of them. And um, these communities that are poverty stricken and stuff like that, it doesn't have to be that way. And when we go back to the music, you know, music is, um, uh, kids listen to music and they idolize these uh, musicians. And, you know, why don't we start kicking some positivity? Why's everything got to be hardcore and about drugs, girls, clubs, and stuff like that? Why don't you promote a little? Because I could easily reference that stuff in my music, but I choose not to. Yeah. You got to so, talk about something else, you yeah. know? So much to talk about I in this world. There's so many things other. There's so many things to, that are going on, especially with our political system. How come we ain't got no political rappers out right now? Like really? Because like they, like there's a whole there's, there's like ten albums there waiting for you. You know it's funny. I was don't get played though. That's the reason why it don't get played. I was just watching something on Netflix this morning. Uh, I forgot the name of the show, but uh, they were talking about, and I didn't realize. You know, hip hop has has spread so far, like into other countries that they're using. There are some countries, for example, in I think they mentioned Thailand, where they're using hip hop for political statements. So there's like these young, the young kids and artists who are using the hip hop music to speak against the government, mm-hmm. you know, and then they're being ridiculed. They're in some countries in Spain. Spain is one country where you can, you can uh, go to jail for rapping about something that's against the government. Wow. It's crazy. Right? right. But those barriers will be broken one day. Oh yeah. You know, if you look at it, look at here, when rap music first came out, the white people went crazy. They went crazy. And back then, it wasn't even gangster rap. It was all fun. And they looked at it as so negative. No, we're not going to play this. Then NWA came out. NWA was like really the first really like right. raunchy hard. And they were getting banned. But you know what? They broke that barrier. Yeah. Just like, just like uh, what is the Miami group? Uh, Two Live Crew. Two Live Crew. You know, they they Uncle Luke tried Kong. getting banned. You know, you got to keep trying to push forward, and you know, eventually, you know, hopefully, you know, in the next generation or so, that those things will change. You know, and people like even today, like we talk about gay marriage. Like I can't even believe we're still talking about two loving people wanting to get married who cares let them get married like in the 50s you know okay people frowned upon him you're wearing the year 2019 yo it's open about this already let people do whatever they want to do you know it's like it ain't hurting nobody it's like like, a whole community but but people can't get past certain things it's like get past it already it's not that big of a deal you know it's like certain things if i could honestly speak on what i want to speak on in regards to just that statement and that ideology, man, I don't understand it myself because I've had these issues with something as minuscule and something as frivolous as my hair. And, and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Get over it. It's hair, like, for God's sakes. Like, but um, yeah, we just got so far left off the yeah, 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 yeah. That's all right. We went through music, poverty, the government. Politics. We hit everything today, man. We hit everything. Up, man. Yeah, but, um, we appreciate you taking the time to sit with us. Yeah, and, man. Yeah. You know, chop it up a little bit about hip-hop and where it can go, some changes that could be done. But, you know, there are some definitely... It's. I think it's making a change back to its roots. So I'm looking forward to it. The real spit is coming back. Yeah, man. Well, stop talking about 
you know, make it fun again. That's the thing. Make it fun again. Let's hear some cuts in those in those songs. Let's hear some scratching. You some know, original. Don't get me wrong. I, I like I like people singing on a hook, but there are some nice hooks. But I don't want every song to have a hook. You know, I don't want everyone's songs to sound talk about the same things. Yeah. So you know, we just need to be yourself. Broaden it a little bit because yeah. we have narrowed what hip hop has become, and we you know what used to be owned by the streets is not anymore we're letting these corporations just run the whole show and it's not their business to run the show it's the people from the streets we're the ones who created this music you know they didn't create it but they taken all the money on that note, on that note <laughs> we appreciate you taking the time to sit with us craig oh, yeah, no doubt yeah, man we definitely appreciate you man dropping some knowledge dropping some gems man yeah man needed that Appreciate you guys having me, inviting me. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Yeah, so you can catch the uh, you can catch this on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, and on the website ForteCultureMedia.com. You can also follow us on IG at ForteCulture. You can follow uh, Jay, Uh, Jay Sinatra, like the singer Frank Sinatra, on all social medias. Keep it simple basically yeah, you can't follow me because I'm undercover Craig is yet to get an IG I'm the but, undercover um, brother yeah he, he, he moves a little different out here yeah. and uh, you can catch the uh, BHMG radio tomorrow as yes. well tomorrow well, oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's right. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you catch I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> but yeah, you can catch that. Uh, following um, We the Culture podcast, you can catch that every Friday. Following that. So, uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening. Peace. 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 What the score say? Yo, we'll be winning all year. That's the board say. Yeah, that's the board say. That's the board say. Yo, we'll be winning all year. That's the board say. Yeah, that's the board say. Check the board say. Yo, we'll be winning all year. That's that board say.